0: Do they not reflect on the camels, how they were created? assalamu alaykum and a very warm welcome back to the last episode of this wildlife series that we're doing on the Arabic in 60 Steps podcast. Hope you guys are having an amazing day, as always. So let's talk about camels. Uh, camels are serious business in the Arabic language um, and in the Somali language as well. That's another passion of mine. Both of these languages have a good, you know, a good few hundred words for camel in them. And um, and we're going to talk about them. We're only going to talk about one particular ayah, actually in the Qur'an. There are a number of ayahs in the Qur'an when Allah talks about camels. But I've chosen one in particular because it's one that we use in our regular salah and most of our children have memorised it. And it's an ayah that we come across quite regularly. So it will be one that I talk about um, in more detail in this episode. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, as always, I will tell you there are a couple of more spaces left for the exclusive program, um, but that's all I'm going to say about it for now. If you're interested in the exclusive program, then um, you can just click the link. There will only be one link, one link in the description below or the show notes or wherever you're listening to this. You can go and check it out. Um, in brief, I don't want to take up too much time with this podcast, but in brief, uh, the exclusive program is just an opportunity to be taught the Arabic in 60 Steps program by me personally, live. Um, it'll be pretty intensive. We'll, we'll aim to complete the entire program in a, in a few months. Um, and I'll give you about four hours a week of my time. So um, you'll get access to all of my materials forever. Um, you'll get lifetime access to everything like that. And then you'll have three months of my kind of personal mentorship as well to ensure that you graduate the program. So um, Good. So that's a little exclusive offer that we have going on at the moment. But you can click the link in the description below to find out everything that you want to about that. And any questions at all specifically that you may want to run by me, anything about payment plans or anything in particular about what we'll be learning or anything. Or after you've had a look at the website, um, you can just email me, Sam at Arabicin60steps.com. Good. So um, so the camel is actually mentioned a number of times in the Quran, and there are um, there are a number of words for camel as I mentioned. So much so there's actually a book, um. Uh, there's actually an Arabic book um, published, which is called Kitabul Ibl, so the Book of the Camels, um, and it has a good, you know, four hundred or something words in it um, for for the for camel, um, and a number of those words we actually find in the Quran. Um, there's a few different ones. Um, the term naqa, meaning a she camel, is mentioned seven times. Um, A more generic term for a single camel, al-jamal, is mentioned only once. Uh, There's a word that kind of has a connotation of meaning like a riding beast rather than specifically a camel, which is al-ba'ir, which is mentioned twice. Um, The plural, al-ibl, which is what we're going to talk about today, is mentioned two times. Then there's another word for camel, um, uh, al-damir, which is mentioned in Surah Al-Hajj, if I remember correctly. Kulni al-damir is mentioned there. Al-damir is a lean camel. Um, By lean I mean it's muscular I suppose, I'm not fat Not a big fat blob camel Um, Actually I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I might get cancelled for saying that Can you fat shame a camel? Let's just move on swiftly Inshallah um, But anyway, Al dhamir is only mentioned once in the Quran So we have a good, I mean just there Like five or six different words for camel um, Mentioned in the Quran Good, so let's have a little look at the ayah I've already given a translation of the ayah, but let's have a little look at it. Okay, good. So Allah says, There's no gap in between. I'm only reading it like that because they're two separate words. Um, You would normally read it to We actually have kind of four things going on in here, or three things going on in here, really. So we have this at the beginning. We use this when we're asking questions. It, it, there is a difference between that and the word hell. But um, th- for, for most purposes, they're almost interchangeable. They're, they're not entirely. They do have their own their own uses. But the, this ayah wouldn't have meant something very different if it began with hell. And it's just something you put at the beginning of a of a sentence to turn it into a question. This elif ul istifham is what it's called. a This fa just means so. Um, and then le is just negative, it just means no. Or in this case sort of not, right? So, um, have they not, is kind of how you would translate this bit. Have they not يندرون, the, the verb is uh, novara, meaning to look. Or more specifically, novara إلى something, um, you usually, well you almost always need to use إلى with novara um is to look at something to 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 look upon something it's not just to see something by accident it's to kind of look at look at something consciously and it's yanzaruna because it's plural it's talking in the third person about the the people you know so have they not have they not looked at or the translation given of this would be reflected upon um that the term reflected upon that the, the verb novara doesn't really mean reflected upon if you are translating it word for word that's not the that's not the meaning that you would give to it but it, it is appropriate to give it that meaning given the whole context of the a which we'll unravel as we go through this episode so but at the moment all we have is have they not looked at or have they yeah have they not gazed upon or something like that f <speaking> yon. <in Spanish> Illa what? Ila al-ibli. Ila al-ibli. Um, al ibl is a kind of a collective term for camels in general. al ibl it, it doesn't have a plural. Um, or actually it might do. Al-erbal. I think I have heard before actually. But if you were using the term al-erbal, you'd be talking about groups of... a group of groups. Um, because of the term ibl itself, you could use al um to mean like if you said ibly, my, my camels... You would be referring to a group of camels, but if you use the plural el um you'd be referring to like if there was a big pasture and there were lots of groups of camels. Um, that, that's probably how that would be applied, because I'm I'm sure I have heard that um, as a plural. Uh, but anyway, so have you have you not gazed upon or have you not looked at the camel? What about the camel? Kaifa, khuliyat. Kaifa, Kaifa is a pretty straightforward. Translation for us, really, it just means how. Um, I can't think of any other time, any other context, it could be more complicated than that. Which is, which is a, which is a pleasant, which is um, a pleasant um, surprise, really, because we very rarely have things like that in Arabic, where something just has one straight translation. Oh, was, um, that's an ambulance not a police car coming for me for my illegal use of a, of an mp3 in my previous episode um if you can hear the there were some sirens behind me um that joke doesn't make sense if you didn't hear the sirens but um okay so good <inaudible> have or do they not gaze upon? <inaudible> perhaps you perhaps translate it into the present because um it's a present tense verb um have they not gazed upon have they not looked at the camels how holyako <inaudible> how they were created khuliqat is in the past tense it is from the verb khalaqa meaning to create khuliqa is because this is passive those of you on the arabic in 60 steps program if you've not reached step 8 yet i think it's step 8 when we do passive verbs don't worry about it we'll cover it but essentially with these kind of basic kind of three letter verbs they quite they usually have a a a along the top fatha 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 like kataba or qaraa or khalaqa It's just فتح. Three فتحs along the top. Um, not always. That's maybe 80% of the time. I'd say maybe 15% of the time. There'll be a فتح and then a kasra and then a فتح. Verbs like fahima um, Meaning he understood. Or shariba, Meaning he drank. Um, yeah. There, there, there are some verbs like that. And then there's a very small percentage of verbs. Maybe 5% of verbs. Maybe less than that. Um, which are فتحة. ضمّة. فتحة. So a u a and they're usually verbs to do with size, in my experience. So the, the verbs like kaboura meaning to grow or to get bigger, or the verb soroura meaning to shrink or get smaller, or alwama meaning to become greater or to you know get greater or something like that. But um, but in this case, what, what happens is when we want to make a verb passive, rather than having like fatha 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 or fatha kasra fatha or fatha damma fatha, we will have damma kasra fatha, u i a khuliqa. It was created. Kutiba. It was written. Quri'a. It was read. Shuri'ba. It was drank. Or fuhima. I've never heard that used, but but, but in theory it could be it was understood, right? Fuhima. I've never heard that used. More commonly, people use the term mefhum, like the the, the actual noun for it, understood, mefhum. Anyways, so that's how we get the word created created and the ta on the end is uh, because it's feminine um we, we refer to the the al-ibl is feminine perhaps for a similar similar reason to why in the previous lesson we referred to an nahl um when allah when allah commanded the nahl the, the the bumblebees the group of bees he said اتخذي. he used a feminine um command towards them yeah gr- groups of animals perhaps are uh, are feminine most of the time if not always good So that is why it is rather than good you treat them as feminine singular and that is everything for this episode i think we've done seven um episodes of these wildlife series Uh, but after this i think perhaps in april um, and in the month of Ramadan, we'll maybe move on to something else. I, I know there's a lot of demand for us to go back to the alauddin series. And we may well do that um, because it was an intention of mine that we would make more progress through that book. But I'm very open to suggestions. We'll, we'll see how it goes in Ramadan. I mean, through Ramadan and through the next couple of few months, I'll be focusing a lot on the exclusive students. But um, in terms of the content that we put out, I'm open to suggestions. We have a couple of weeks until Ramadan. So I'm very open to people messaging me on Instagram or um, emailing me or whatever. Tell me what you think would be good and very beneficial in that time. And uh, that's it for now. Hope you guys have enjoyed this series. And I look forward to seeing you guys uh, when we bring more podcasts out in the future. Alright guys, see you guys in the next one. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.